I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help the podcast. Hey, Mighties. Uh, welcome to another episode of This Might Help with Matt Bronger, the podcast uh, that I'm not sure why I do it, but I love it. Uh, what I mean by why I do it is because I don't really get asked advice that often, but I think it's fun for people of different walks of life to reach out to other people of different walks of life to find out, hey, you think this is stupid? Yeah, I don't know. Do you think I should I try this? Hey, I'm going through this. Would you listen? I think we all need a little bit more of that. I talked to my therapist for the first time in a month and a half. It's the longest stretch I've gone without any therapy. And, and truth be told, I only talk to him about twice a month. It's kind of like a tune-up. But, um, you know, uh, uh, I will say in, in times of crisis, I will reach out and be like, hey, man, can we, I need some perspective. Can we talk? Uh, but, uh, yeah, I was on vacation. And I was gone. And, um, and uh, you know, he went on vacation. And, and it was all good. But it was cool to check in with him. Now my uh, my kids started a daycare this week, and uh, it's it's been uh, great. That first day was rough, but now it's the daycare lady sends me pictures of her playing with other kids, and it's it's fucking fantastic. It's great to drop her off, and she gets real excited, and the kids rush the door like the wild animals they are, and they have to corral them back in and use their cattle prods to get them back into the pens, and you know. It's, it's neat. It's a new chapter in my life, and it's, it's, it's fantastic. Um, people have been asking about dates. I will say one thing. You, please, please, if I, if I post all this stuff like about a place, don't be like, hey, why know this? It's like, dude, if there's a city there that, that has a venue, I will play there. You, you should ask the venue to book me. That's basically what it is. I get offers, and I typically say yes. And I know we're headed into a weird time with the Delta variant, but safety precautions are being taken. Uh, all the venues, what I understand, uh, require either negative tests uh, or or just vaccinations flat. But um, it depends on your region. But anyway, stay safe. I'll just do a quick rundown. I, I it's 27 cities, so I won't I won't read them all. Um, Right now, uh, doing uh, uh, the let's see uh, August first one, August nineteenth is in Nantucket. Um, that one is is a little up in the air. It might get rescheduled by the time this airs. It might have been rescheduled, but I don't know. Anyway, uh, August twentieth, Pittsburgh. Uh, August twenty uh, sixth, Sacramento with Irene two. August twenty seventh, Reno, Nevada with Alex Falcone. August twenty eighth, Chico, California with Alex Falcone. August twenty ninth. Berkeley, California with Irene too. It's a day show. Uh, day beers and the bay beers, we're calling it. It's going to be fantastic. Starts at 3 p.m. It's on a Sunday. It's going to be a blast. September 9th, Missoula, Montana. September 10th, Bozeman, Montana. Uh, two shows. The first one sold out. Uh, late shows on sale now. Uh, September 11th, Billings, Montana. And that's as high as I'll go right now just to promote what's coming up soon. So... Um, Come see me. Let's have fun. It's going to be a blast. Uh, and uh, for all sites, just go to mattbronger.com slash tour. I'll read more of them. Uh, maybe later in the show, maybe not. This is this is a standalone episode that um, I'm, do, I'm doing because I found out a lot of you reached out. It's like, oh, I kind of like ones with just Matt. And when I first started doing podcasts in general, my first podcast, Ding Donger with Matt Bronger, was just me blabbing. And 
I'll be honest, it started to kind of wear me down. There were fans, but I kind of saw podcasts as me hitchhiking into people's lives and in and, and the car and being like a fun traveler, then jumping the hell out because that's how podcasts were and are to me. They keep me company. Uh, they, they keep me uh, um, out of my own head. It's fun to listen along to things. Uh, and um, whether it's something as serious as the New York Times, the Daily, or as 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 fun as like the Dollar or um, you know the Dana Gould Hour or whatnot, I, I could go on and on with all my favorites. But podcasts are uh, numbering in the billions now, and I really appreciate anyone just listening along to this and and enjoying it and all that stuff. And hey, if you have any kind of yeah, just got a note from my producer, some slamming. That's the thing about recording from home. My um, my wife just went into her office, and God bless her. I will say before we start recording, I was like, "Hey, you not, you not talk when you walk through here." And Renee's doing the countdown: three, two, one. She just rolls in, still yapping, still on the phone. I'm just like, "Fuck, man, sitcoms are are right. Wives don't listen." Anyway, gang. Uh, no, yeah, but that was her just slamming the door with abandon after I was like, "Hey, can you be quiet in there?" <laughs> Guys. Listen, marriage is the best, and I've definitely uh, forgotten what she's asked me as much as she's forgotten what I've asked her. But that's what makes it fun when you uh, just eventually turn to dirt biking deep in your 50s to somehow uh, fly through the sky once you um, hit a a huge, huge dirt clod and go tumbling end over end and know, hey, you know what? Know who's going to listen to me? The nurses in the hospital. I don't know why I went down such a dark thread just now, but I just, I felt it and I thought I'd say, hey. But anyway, so I'm just talking uh, to you now about stuff and wanted to just get into uh, the the dread and anxiety we're all feeling right now and kind of just say, hey, uh, there are people you can just say, you know what, fuck them about this. Because the thing to keep in mind about all of this is there are, independent factions that make money off our anxiety. And I'm not going to say something as obvious as the media, but there are certain factions of that certain uh, area of our society that do, and they're as guilty as anybody. But I was thinking about the anti-vaxxers, and I'm just like, how does this thing keep being so fucking strong? How is the branding so strong? Where people are, are looking at it as like, okay, it's the thing about it is... It's weak if you do that, or you know, it, it's just it's a it, it's something I don't want to put that in my body. When everyone who's listening to this has some kind of vaccination in them and had it administered to them when they were fucking babies, when you're at your weakest, there there are people that are just making uh, 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 some sort of profit off the obfuscation, off the lies, and just keep that in mind. Just anytime this is making you crazy, for some reason that gives me comfort. Where I'm just like, oh, this isn't just people flailing to flail. There is something behind all of it uh, where (laughs) nefarious forces uh, just want to keep us confused and scared. And look, if you haven't got the vaccine, you should, unless you medically can't. um, Because it's just the the variant's just getting stronger and just going to mutate into something even stronger than that. Um, And there, I'm off my fucking uh, salt box. But that's it. And that, that's that's the truth, Ruth, as Samuel L. Jackson said. Um, it's it's just, there's, there's no way around it. But 
I do get comfort out of that, out of knowing that, oh wait, shit, no, I'm not crazy. And, and um, the people that are out there keeping the bullshit alive, oh, there, there's something, there's, there's someone behind them who used uh, uh, whatever, found their pressure points and used them how they wanna use them. I don't know, I, I've kind of, in my life, reached a point, maybe because of having a family now, and maybe because I, I, I kind of learned to like myself a little bit more. I'm, I'm not really going for the bullshit anymore. I don't mean like lies in life. I mean in my career, where uh, uh, certain jobs will come down the pike, and I'm just like, you know what? That the, the, It'd be nice to make a couple more bucks, but I just don't think this will do shit for me. And I'm not going to put myself out for this. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that level of effort I would have taken um, learning the lines for this thing that I don't really dig and and I don't think and I'm not a fucking prude. I will hey I I will do an ad. I will do a play a dumb character on a TV show. But every once in a while, this stuff comes along and I'm like, hmm. If you want me for that role, just offer it. I'm not gonna go out for this. I'm not gonna audition. Um, and that's a small small piece of my life how I'm making little changes, uh, uh, but at the same time, making sure to put the effort somewhere else, if that makes any sense. You gotta give yourself some room, take deep breaths and fuck man, I go to the movies. I went to the movies yesterday, shit. That's how old I am, I still use the expression, go to the movies. I saw one movie, you went to the movies? That term is probably from the 1800s when they invented movies, where you'd go see like what, 17 short movies a day? <laughs> I went to the movies and I saw one movie, uh, The Green Knight, that, boy, it's weird. It wasn't what I expected. I did enjoy it. It's a fascinating movie. It's one of those movies I was like, huh, I feel kind of disappointed because there there wasn't really any action. I thought there would be, and it wasn't that scary. I thought it would be scarier, but I couldn't stop thinking of it, thinking about it, and I still can't stop thinking about it. It's definitely like a slow burn movie. It's not for everybody. A lot of people are gonna hate it, but I did, <laughs> case in point, I stood up after the movie you know, when the, and then credits are rolling and an older dude in the back of the theater just was like, well, that was horrible. Like announced it to the room. And I, I just, I just had to go like stifle a laugh. And I walked out and I went to take a leak in the men's room and there are about six of the guys in there. And the same guy comes in the bathroom and goes, terrible movie, huh? I mean, and he's trying to get everyone to agree with him. But we're all kind of zoned out peeing and going, I don't know, man. Like in our minds, we're like, I don't know, I can't stop thinking it. Like none of us responded. Like not one person went, yeah, or you know what, I liked it. Or, hey, you're a person standing there with, a, with an opinion. Nothing. We didn't say anything to him. We just kind of zoned out. And he kind of just stood there for a second. And then he went to a urinal and peed and then he left. It was like, okay, you 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 hated it. You You wanted more action, more. And that's the thing. It's like when you look at like Rotten Tomatoes, the critic-ometer or whatever is is huge. Critics love it. And the audience-ometer is like, you know, all these people are like, what's this bullshit? No one even got stabbed. Hardly. Uh, what? But yeah, I was part of me was kind of disappointed. But anyway, bottom line, I wouldn't have been pissed off if I was like, fuck, I hated that movie. Because thanks to daycare, I got to go to the movies. I kept a mask the whole time on, kept a mask on the whole time and only pulled it down and stuffed popcorn in my fat mouth, but it was still great. It's like, man, this is awesome. 
to just get out there. And I'm just using that as an example. You, you gotta, I always say this on the show, you gotta give yourself treats. I don't care if it's a beer. I don't care if it's going outside and, and, and taking a hike. I don't care if it's watching a show you know is rotting your brain, but you like it by yourself, whatever. You, you have to have a thing that makes everything else worth it, you know? And I, I, I went through a lot of guilt in the last year where my whole job was just taking care of this kid. And my wife, uh, with the exception of my Super Bowl ad, supported the whole family. And, and she never looked at me that way. You know, it's like, why did I look at myself that way? And I'm over it. Taking care of a kid all the time is, is hard goddamn work. I dropped this kid off at daycare and I'm like, you guys are super women. How are you watching all these children at once? It's insane. It's like herding cats that can think and, and come up with ways to make it through the fence and shit and come up with accidental ways to harm themselves and in, in fashions you can't even imagine as an adult. You know, my, my, my daughter thinks she's a gymnast. She headbutted me in the face so hard this morning, right on the nose, right on the bridge of the nose, like a, like a, like a bouncer in a, in a, in a honky tonk. And it was because she does this move where she throws herself backwards. She'll just stand on something and do it. And I got to catch her. It's like, what, what, how do you think this is going to fucking end Rose with that move? Do you think life is nerf? Everything's pillows? Of course, she's a child. She's, she's almost one years old. She definitely thinks life is nerf, you know? And it's, I mean, I, I want her to keep that mindset. You know, this is not the age where I tell her about all the dangers in the world. This is the day, this is the age where she's supposed to kind of trust in life and, and believe that people are fundamentally good. And I think they are, you know? I mean, it's a, it's a weird, non-cynical way to look at things, but most people I meet are not shitbirds and I go everywhere. You know, I'm not talking about online. I think the prospect of being anonymous online makes us all shitbirds on some level and judgmental, barfing our opinions out and shitting on someone we feel did something totally wrong or whatever and judging them right away and not judging ourselves, feeling better about ourselves. I'm talking about myself. I've done all this. I've done all this shit. I'm just saying. Um, but anyway... I think it's 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 better to let the kid just see things as from a happy point of view. So I guess that's all I'm saying. Give yourself a break. Take some time for you. Fucking try to find the good stuff in life. I know I'm rambling, um, but I don't have a guest to play off of. And I didn't prepare anything. I just thought I would jump on here and just talk about what's on my mind right now. And things are good, man. I'm excited. 27 cities. Uh, come see me. Go to, go to mattbronger.com slash tour. I got a new hour. I'm going to be taping a new special in Nashville, October 3rd. If you live in Nashville, please come or tell a friend. Um, if you listen to the podcast, reach out. I will try to get you on the list. I'm going to try to get a pretty large list of people who like my stuff, who want to come. Because the thing is, I've said this before, clubs don't really make money off tickets. They do and they don't. What they really make money off of is drink sales. That's one reason Kyle Kinane does so well on the road. You know what I'm saying? Because dudes come see him that are his age and my age that drink far too many beers. And God bless all of you. I know some of you are listening to the show. I'm talking about myself as well. I'm a Kyle Kinane fan and I know him personally. So it makes no sense. Honk, honk. That's for you, Kyle. Go fuck yourself. 
Um, and good luck, good luck on tour. I love how I would, like my 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 mouth had a stroke because I was like, like he was strangling me, drunk Darth Vader style from four states away. Uh, so with that said, uh, I don't know what's coming. Renee has collect, collected some calls uh, just for me. So let's uh, let's roll the first one. Let's get into it. Hi, I'd like to place an order to go. Uh, can I get a tribe of cheese babies? Uh, maybe some ham dancers as well. An armada, please. Uh, can I get one hot boy for the lady here? Uh, melancholy on the attitude. Uh, 69.96. Thanks, sir. All right, be back in 30. Thank you. Fantastic. The fact that that joke has stuck around, for those of you who don't know, and if you don't know that joke and you're listening to this podcast, uh, I don't know if you know who I am, and I thank you for joining me. Um, but uh, that is a joke I have about being so hungover, you just want something to make uh, your hurdy brain less hurtier, as I put it, and uh, you want to eat something fatty or starchy. And so, you know, just Google uh, cheese babies and a hot boy, and you'll 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 um you'll you'll understand what the, the gentleman was talking about first off caller thank you that was very funny that was very clever and i i mean i can't tell you how much that kind of makes my day to like hear somebody doing my bit from the perspective of a, of a person in a drive-thru um uh or a call in to order calling in an order for takeout uh, first off, just a quick note on performance. You sound way too not hungover. You want to make your voice probably a little more raspy and, and um, your tone of voice should be that of someone who uh, uh, went through something horrific, uh, was just attacked physically, uh, found out some horrible news about themselves, uh, or, or you know, just something terrible happened to them. That's, that's how that level of hangover feels. It has been a while for me, thank God pointing up uh and <laughs> but i do occasionally get hung over but not like that now i'm just like eh, i need to exercise sweat this out a little bit drink a lot of water eat a banana i don't do the thing where i'm just like if i don't get waffles and gravy on them i'm gonna fucking die it's all about progression it's all about moving forward and doing better in one's own life but caller i thank you and uh best to you come see me on tour Hit me up wherever you are. Again, I will try to get you on the list. Any show that I'm doing, if you want to hit me up uh, on Twitter or you know Instagram or something, and be like, "Hey, I want to go to this show, but I'm not. I'm not doing great. I don't have a lot of money." I will try to put you on the list. Um, so I'd rather just have you there uh, and maybe alleviate some bullshit in your life while I tell you my godforsaken idiotic stories. All right, let's roll the second uh, call. Hey, Matt, it's Carlos, your man from uh, Denver, Colorado. Hey, dude. Hey, man. So I'm working on Peterson Space Force Base. Fucking weird. Yep, but I have a question about a house. So me and my fiance, we just purchased a house in Trinidad, Colorado, which is three hours south of Denver and three hours north of Albuquerque, New Mexico, my hometown. Woo! And, yeah, we have a lot of stuff to fix on it. Uh, we got to get a sump pump in. we got to get some siding on the house. Uh, they're siding on the house. It's just it needs some repair. Uh, of course, we got to get some paint. Um, I guess we got some radon gas in the basement. Oh, 
And, um, yeah, I, we got a few things to fix, uh, some floors, windows, stuff like that. Anyway, uh, give us any, me and my fiance, any advice you have on getting our house fixed, uh, as far as, uh, anything that you know of or, uh, any kind of stuff you've had to deal with. But, uh, also, uh, what do you think is the, 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 probably the, the biggest project you had to go ahead and tackle in your home? Cool, dude. I appreciate everything. Uh, we'll see you at High Plains and have a good day, dude. Woo! <laughs> Thank you, Carlos. Congrats to you and, uh, uh, your, your lady on getting a house. That's awesome. Congratulations. That's, that's huge, especially this day and era where it's, it's harder and harder. And it's, it's important, you know, it's better to, it's better to buy than to rent if you can. Uh, cause it's just, as I put it, it's, it's, you know, a mortgage, uh, and, and adding value to your house. It's like putting money in the bank. You can't touch, which for me as someone who loves to spend money, it's a good thing to just lock it in a hole that you live in. That sounds really dark. Um, in terms of where to start, I think you just want to go with the essentials. I think, you know, obviously, probably don't need to tell you this. Don't touch the shit. You don't know anything about electric is number one, plumbing, number two, uh, probably stay off the roof. Just you reach out to professionals. But I also I also talk to your friend, your friend pool and see see who's handy and see who knows that world. Because there are certain things you can just do. Um, my, my wife and I, uh, we tore out our whole kitchen ourselves, but we flew in her dad, who is a plumbing engineer and knows construction. He told us what to tear out and what not to tear out. So that's where I, I would start if you have, if you, if you can, if, uh, uh, if you need something done to live in it right away, like the plumbing or electrics, do that first. But then uh, if you're going to redo any rooms or something like that, just have, have a, have a, have a demo party, a demolition party and have that expert there to be like, to point at things and be like, you can tear down this wall, but this is a load bearing beam. Don't touch that one. Things like that. That's, that's very cool. Also, um, uh, just, just look up a lot of, um, how to stuff online, but take it all with a grain of salt. I want to find out what this one, this one site that is horrible. I got to find out what it is, Carlos. I'm going to look it up by the time I get to High Plains, but we had, uh, we needed a new door for our front. We need a new front door and a basement door. We have a separate entrance to our basement and the door shapes were irregular because our house was built in 1926. Uh, so you couldn't, it's hard to find those doors and we had to get the door frames either widened or, or shrunk. It was, I forget which. But so we like, someone just found this site for us and all this, the site doesn't do shit. It just contracts like other people that may or may not know what they're doing. Like it doesn't really vet them. So we had a couple guys visit our house and like kept trying to upsell us on some horse shit. And then we'd be like, yeah, we can do that for six grand. And like, thank fucking Christ I have the wife I have because I'd be like, yeah, sounds right. And these guys are working on my house for a fucking year and then I never hear from them again or whatever, worst case scenario, uh, my money's gone. Um, she was like, I don't trust these guys. They seem like they're they're just trying to upsell us and wanna do more with the house and shit. And then I was like, all right guys, we'll let you know. And these two dudes clearly were told, do not leave without a yes. 
And they kept measuring the door and going, you know, can I just check out the door one more? You know, can I just, and I'm going to fucking throw them off my porch. I'm starting to get so angry. My wife, had, she's like, you go in the next room, go in the next room, I'll talk to them. And they finally were like, all right, well, call us. There's no one better. Just all kinds of bullshit. And it was just like, fuck. And then we, then they kept calling us, both, both quote unquote contractors, uh, and asked to see people's licenses, make sure they're registered. Uh, these guys weren't, and they kept calling us until the point where it was like, stop fucking calling me, you know, and we blocked the number. So I'm going to find out that site. So it just comes down to do your research, uh, and, and have an ally, have someone in your circle to look at things with you who knows what the fuck they're doing. I am not a very handy person, but I have handy friends. I have people who work on sets. I have a friend who's a location manager who can build stuff really well. And um, he, you know, he helped with a lot and helped with the demo. And, you know, we we were swinging sledgehammers and accidentally broke a window. And, and even though it was an old, you know, wood frame window with little squares, we found a place that cut glass perfectly for us. Not that most hardware stores do that, but we found one first that didn't cut glass well. So it's gonna be a lot of trial and error but in the end, it's a joy. I have a picture that after we we um, had these weird reverse stucco walls that our ceiling that I'm under right now still is. It's fine. It's a ceiling. It looks kind of like brain. And it's painted white. But we hated the walls that way, so we uh, we spackled them and and repainted them. And I repainted this entire bookshelf that's behind me that behind me is just it's pine it's not very attractive and when it's just bare unstained pine so we painted it with uh, a liquid primer and then i painted it my wife and i painted it probably four or five coats of paint which is a, takes a long fucking time and spackling this whole room takes a long time took a long time but you know i was listening to uh, uh nipsey hustles grinding all my life while i was doing it, it a great rap song by a, a, a rapper taken from us far too soon, but it makes you fucking go, you know, just spackling. And I have a picture of myself that my wife took sitting on these steps that are next to me covered in dust because I was uh, all the demo from the kitchen. I had a little wheelbarrow that I would fill up with um, uh, sheetrock and, and, and stuff and, and take down these steps and out through the steps and down to these two rented dumpsters. And I did that for, I think, two straight weeks loading these dumpsters. And then I would go to this coffee shop near us and, and have a coffee covered in white dust. And the owner was like, is that asbestos? And I'm like, no, it's not. It's and he's like, all right, cool. And we got to be friends. And now it's like also a restaurant. It's like the best restaurant in our neighborhood. And they're like our close personal friends. And anytime they're even book solid, they're like, we can fit you guys in. Like, it's kind of cool. And I have this picture of myself just sitting on the steps covered in white dust. And you look at me and I've never looked happier in my life because I had something to work on that was mine. So you're going to go through hell together. Don't yell at each other. Don't take it out on each other. It's going to be frustrating as all fuck, especially if you want to make big changes to your house and you got to you gotta deal with permits and shit. But... Just find someone to go with you. For me, it was my wife and, and her handy father and, and other friends that know what they're doing. You just need allies. Just need people to sift through the bullshit with you. And it's daunting, but 
you know, just remember stupider people than you have, have, have done the same thing. <laughs> so anyway, Carlos, hope that helped. Let's roll the next call. Hey, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my question. Um, I've heard about the benefits of microdosing. Uh, it's been a thing lately. Can someone microdose avocado toast and enjoy it on a small scale uh, without oh. becoming uh, a full-scale pretentious asshole? Thank you so much. I, you know, my knee-jerk reaction was no, but, you know, there are people that eat tiny meals all day. And I, and I know it works. It's, it's not something I f I'm familiar with or even have the discipline to do. But on the main, it's probably better for you. I mean, if you can if you can do the little snack thing and, and not have full meals, try it out. Um, that's funny. I, I do love my callers because they'll set me up in like these weird ways that I think I know it's coming. And then they just steer the car into a tree. Or something, you know. I didn't. I didn't expect that. Uh, it's a fun tree, but I didn't expect the like bits of avocado toast. But yeah, you can do it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how the avocado would not turn brown by the time if you're saving one toast for the whole day. And the thing is, avocado toast is really good for you. Like avocado has a lot of vitamins. It has enzymes in it that reduce anxiety. That's why it's so good for hangovers. I think that's why, two reasons why avocado toast is so popular. One, it's great for a hangover. Uh, two, avocados are almost entirely lipids, meaning fats. And it's healthy fats, but it's just super, it's it's a fatty vegetable, weirdly enough, um, that is uh, uh, heart healthy fats. But, and I also think that's why, that's why it's, avocado toast is so popular in England because they eat so much fat. God bless them. I mean, if you go to England and, and, and try to be like, hey, I, I only want vegetables, they'll throw you right out of the pub. Uh, <laughs> but I think that's why I think that's why avocado is so popular there because they love fat so much. And I love fat. So, hey, fuck it. But yeah, dude, just, you know what? Do what I do. I have, I have big bread and I have small bread. Do avocado toast and a small piece of bread and just make, like, cut down on the starch. That's the problem is all the bread. Just a small piece of bread and a, just a pile of avocado, you know. And remember to smash it up, a little bit of salt, tiny squeeze of lime, you know. It's like it's like like making guacamole with less of the liquidity. It's, that's how I like it. Uh, or at least ju or just avocado and a little salt. But don't skip the salt. So good. Okay, let's roll the next call. Hey, ding dong, Matt Brong, uh, long time caller, first time listener. Uh, listen, I'm an open micer in Virginia. My name is Mac. What do you think is like the best tip you can give a new comic for some kind of context? Like, uh, two years in, got to do a couple guest spots this weekend at a new club in town. Uh, and I just really want to know where to go from here. Uh, what to not get my hopes up too high for, what to maybe look for that potentially gets overlooked by a lot of new comics. And, uh, you know, especially now with, you know, everything opening back up because of COVID, just, you know, sure. what do you wish you knew when you were at this point in your career? I'd really love to know. Uh, thank you again. Dude, right on. Uh, I understand the, it's, it, the, the struggle is real. And a lot of the, the big thing is uncertainty. Try not to let the uncertainty get the best of you because it never goes away. You you never stop wondering like, is this? 
Am I doing the right stuff? Am I doing everything I should? Just don't forget that it's fun. It's, you know, you don't forget, like, you get that thrill before you go on stage. And you wouldn't have the thrill if you didn't have the fear. You need them both. Uh, and, and just understand that this is, you know what? Here's the big thing I wish someone would have told me. People never really remember you if you bomb. It's, it's, it's almost like you, your, your memory is wiped. You could watch like a comedy store. They have like, you know, what? 20 comics up a night, 15 and they each do 15 minutes. If a comic doesn't do that well, you're like, oh, all right. But it's some comic does really well. The comic does really well. That's the one you remember. And that might sound terrible, but all I'm saying is when you bomb, you're like, fuck, all those people are thinking about how much I suck. No, they're not. You're gone from all their brains. So the, the stakes are not as high as you think they are. And I feel like as long as you're trying to get up as often as you can within healthy levels, you know, like I, you don't have to do three open mics a night or something crazy where you just want to kill yourself. Give yourself space to live and enjoy. But as long as you're going up a, a decent amount, you're doing everything right. It's just until people start kind of talking about, oh, you know who's good? You know who I should book? And then it kind of snowballs from there. Uh, so just don't drive yourself crazy. I, I'm glad I started out in the group I started out with because now we're all kind of known, which is cool. And we all work in the biz, but we started out going to this one open mic that was very, very creatively helpful for all of us. Where we're just like tr urging each other on and urging each other to do new stuff all the time. And we're, we all really loved each other. And I was lucky to have that tiny scene with no stakes. Cause then when I got to LA, I got really scared and I wasn't as good as I was. And if I could go back, I would tell that guy who got to LA, be like, fuck them. Do whatever you want. Do, whatever, do what you think is funny and stop being so goddamn scared. Just get up there and, and be an idiot. This, this isn't, we're not gymnasts. You're supposed to miss the beam and lay on your face. It's hilarious. <laughs> so dumb analogies aside, just make sure, make sure you're having fun and make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. It sounds like you are. You're not doing anything wrong. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a long climb, but it's a fun climb. And there's no way to kind of pick the lock or whatever. It's just people start getting to know you for being a good person who's also hilarious. And then, then they tell people and then that's it. You know, they're, they're all, all, I could give you all kinds of advice about like, you know, ooh, start a YouTube channel and all this shit that I, I'm not good at myself. I'm not going to be that idiot. But I'll, I'll tell you that, that that's, that's the best I can give you. So good luck, man. And hopefully I'll see you out there. And I hope that helped. That was all four calls. Um, again, if you want to see me on tour, mattbronger.com slash tour. Uh, it seems like everything so far is going off without a hitch. People are starting to be more careful. And uh, it's 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 looking good. Look, looking like I'm going to be able to be on the road, alone in a hotel room, crying, missing my child. Like we all know I should be. Uh, <laughs> but no, that aside, I'm going to have a fucking blast seeing everybody out, uh, uh, seeing all these amazing comics who are going to be opening for me. Alex Falcone, Irene Too, Alex Price, uh, 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 Aaron Kleber, um, Sophie Buttle. Fuck, I can't believe Sophie's coming with me. She's like one of the best comedians alive. She just won like the Juno in Canada or something, and she just wants to do some shows in America now that she got her green card. 
It's like, what the fuck? I'm going to get on stage and people are like, bring that chick back. What am I doing to myself? But yeah, like just to, just to reinforce what I said before, just give yourself some space, have fucking fun, get some time for yourself and, and don't let the bullshit ruin things. So if you have any need for advice or want to ask me a question or anything, it's 323-763-0228. Again, 323-763-0228. Thanks again, mighties. Appreciate you. And I'll see you next time. This Might Help with Matt Bronger was created and hosted by me, Matt Bronger. Produced by Outer Circle Media. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.